Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. Uh, Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Wow. 22. So good. I'm, uh, I'm extra excited because 22 is both mine and my brother's uh, number has been for a long, long time. It's a number we've seen everywhere for decades at this point. Um, so I was always excited for this day. Uh, this year, my daughter's birthday will fall on two twenty two twenty two, which is also, uh, amazing. I'll probably be taking that day off just to celebrate. And then, um, I found out that it is the year of the tiger in the Chinese, uh, world. And that is my spirit animal. So, uh, all good things. That's a good start Chinese, to a year. Chinese calendar. <laughs> Chinese calendar. What I said. Oh, that Chinese sounded things. weird. Chinese things. That's a year of the, there's a tiger in the Chinese world. That just sounded strange. Uh, ignorant Elon. Thank yes. you. Um, yeah. So anyway, just super excited. Excited to kick off this year. And uh, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Amanda Brown's birthday. Son's birthday that's is awesome. 222. That's a lot of tears. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to just kind of kick this year off uh, talking about something that we get asked all the time, like whether we're doing summits, whether we're doing podcasts, uh, people find our work. I think something that people search for and look for a lot is how to enhance their intuition. And, oh, it's 222, by the way, now, as we were just talking about this. Um, And... While I want to get you guys away from this idea that there's some magical formula that uh, you just haven't stumbled across that specific YouTube video, um, because otherwise everything that you would have already wanted, your intuition would have told you. I do honestly believe that the practices that heighten and awaken your intuition are actually quite simple. So I'm not talking about necessarily the time frame in which it will take you to get to that place. I'm more talking about the steps that Guy and I have taken and also coached thousands of people 
to help kind of awaken, reawaken, I should say, that uh, that aspect of yourself. Anything you want to throw in there? No, I'm going to let you set the foundation then and we'll, we'll fill in the gaps as we go. Yeah. Um, someone is asking, does everyone have this kind of number or are we just not aware of it? It's interesting when I talk to people and I share with them my, uh, so for, for guy and I, it's usually been 222 is the number that we see everywhere. Uh, 22, I see a lot, but 222 is kind of the, the number from the research that I've done. Those are like master numbers and any numbers that repeat, uh, either like in a three or four set, there's, there's some, they call them angel numbers. Um, my kids always ask me like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I, I don't know that it has a meaning per se, but the meaning that I have and the meaning that I've spoke to many people that see certain sequence of numbers, certain people will see like their birthday, uh, or a certain sequence of numbers every time they look at a clock or on license plates or on calendars or whatever it might be. Uh, the meaning that I, uh, give it to it is just, it's like, it's like a knowingness and a reminder that I'm on the right path. Um, and it doesn't mean that like my life is always going swimmingly at the time. Cause sometimes I'll be in this like heat of the moment da, 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 and I pop these numbers pop up and it kind of like lets me stop and go, okay, yeah, this too is part of the process, you yeah. know? So it's, um, it's kind of like my guiding, guiding Similar lights on the, for me. on the path. I know, I know too has a lot, you know, it's duality, right? Like every number has a, a purpose and a frequency and, uh, that's a two is all about duality. I, I don't, I don't quite know when you start adding them up together, and certainly we're living in a, in a time of perspective about duality or duality being stretched to the polarity. So it seemed very apropos for where we are, you know, conditionally as a society right now. Yeah. I know when I looked it up, like for the actual definition, it was, um, it symbolizes master teacher. So it's like a master teacher number two, two, two. Well, we could use a lot of master teaching right now. <laughs> um, okay. So intuition, I'm going to first just talk about a few of the things that are in the way of people actually having intuition be the guide of their life. Because at the end of the day, it's one thing to just have intuition. It's a whole other thing to actually explore living from that space. And that's something that I just want to say up front takes a lot of courage and a lot of trust to live in that space. Okay. So first, what I can share with you of things that I've noticed in in the way of you living from that place. Our main foundational thing that we train people to cultivate internally in their nervous system in any of our programs, whether you come to our two-day live intuitive mind event or you jump into our emotional intelligence mastery program, which has now four levels, right? Level one, two, three, and four. Um, each one of those is going to take you and get you closer and closer to that place. But the foundational piece that sets it all off is this feeling of safety and well-being in our system. So most people, what happens is they create everything in their lives while their nervous system is in a state of fight or flight, fight, flight, or freeze. So mostly human beings in today's society are almost exclusively in a state of fight, flight, or freeze. The times that you're not there are the times that you drank a glass of wine or had a cocktail or took a hit of something or took your meds, 
or went to bed. But other than that, the, the, the most of society just lives in that place. And so what you want to get is in that place when you don't feel safe, when your body feels, un, your nervous system feels under threat, real or perceived, it makes no difference. You cannot possibly have any intuitive uh, interaction because mm -hmm. at that moment, the mind is what's firing and the mind is trying to figure out how to get you into survival. So said another way, if you don't feel safe and you're trying to create results from that, I don't feel safe. There's an energy that you're going to imbue into every single thing that you touch, every single thing that you do. When you imbue it with that energy, what you are going to get in return is a function of that energy, which is going to produce more and more circumstances for you to survive, which again, puts you into this loop of, I'm not safe. It's not safe. I need to figure this out. And so if, if you find yourself in this realm, you'll notice that when you are not safe, you have developed certain strategies to get into safety. So some people, uh, they're just the doers, right? Like you just, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There's other people that just research. They need to research. They need to get information. They need to gain safety from that. There's other people that just run away, right? Like I'm just going to run. So whatever your strategy is, and you don't have to look far, it is the way that you've produced every result in your life. It's like your strong, it's like your superpower at this point. That's the way that you produce results. You could either be smart, you could be caring, you could be, uh, you take care of everyone, you, whatever that is, it's, it's a response to the nervous system, not feeling safe. Broski, anything you want to throw in here? Um, I read recently that, um, awareness is to the mind as food is to the body. Hmm. Same meaning, one. meaning like the, the fuel of the mind is awareness, like the fuel of the body is food. So, you know, what Elon's talking about is all these little, like when we're in survival, which again, like Elon mentioned, 99.9% .9 of the public is basically living in a perpetual state of somewhat controlled survival. Um, and because of that, it's like, you're, you're never actually in awareness. You're just basically bouncing from frequency to frequency, uh, of, of like automated reactions. Now, obviously, if you're doing this for most of your life, right? Most of us can't remember what it was like to be two or three years old when we were very fluid with our emotional and mental state and really kind of like lived in the moment, then it would seem normal, right? Like most of the world is living in, in what is would be categorized by psychologists as some form of psychosis. And so if everyone's doing the same psychosis, it would just seem like that's the way, right? Those people who have taken the time to cultivate a practice of quieting themselves down, right? Like a meditation practice. And there, and there are certain ways that we've learned uh, from, from masters to do it. That is not just about, okay, I need some stress relief right now. It's actually going deep within the system, learning how to view subtle energetics, subtle awareness, all these different things. And, and I think that's a really important part is like, I think because of school, we were brought to this idea, or like just the educational systems as a whole, that you can like have a moment of understanding 
and that unlocks something for you. And in a way it does, but like having an understanding is not the same as gnosis. For those of you guys who don't know what gnosis means, it just means directly experiencing something, right? Like it's, it's learning through direct experience. And so like awareness, even if we talk about it, it can't be something that you understand. Oh, okay. My awareness, it has to be something that you regularly practice. I mean, like hundreds of times, thousands of times a day, moment by moment, we all talk about that being present. And so like, yeah, you can say like, oh, you know, I'm noticing this, this microphone and its texture. That is certainly going to bring me more into being aware in this moment of, of a single thing, but it's not, it's still not leaning into my awareness. And so it's like we dabble in this stuff, you know, um, when you are showering or in the bathroom that you have great ideas, right? Like everybody's had that mm -hmm. aha moment in the shower. And part of the reason for that is being in the shower and having water hit the body is an incredible way to help your nervous system downregulate itself. And so when you're in there in the safe, cozy, little warm, you know, shower or bath and you're having this idea and you wish you had a pen and paper to write with, that's one of the reasons why you're doing something physically that's bringing you into a deeper state of a awareness inside your body. The body relaxes, boom, this idea comes up. What we want to learn is, well, how do we cultivate that regularly in our lives? What are the practices that we can apply so that as we sit, we set an intention to have an awareness about something. We want to get creative about something, problem solve, instead of thinking about it in a linear fashion which is really the difference between understanding and intuition to me. It's like under, like you can certainly figure out how to problem solve in a linear way. I've done it my whole life. It's effective to a degree, but you know, like Elon has this lofty goal right now of, of coaching uh, Will Smith, right? Like he can go through a sequence of ideas about people he knows or how he's going to get there, or he can literally hold this intention in his field, meditate, and like open up his system. And then like suddenly he will just see that people will show up and they already have telling him how they're like one degree away from this human being that he's going to meet. And eventually in this quantum crazy reality that we live in, something will occur that will either give him the opportunity to do that or not. And so we always say like, you can use your understanding and do this linear path of trying to like, you know, funnel build your way to some kind of result. And, and that's good. You're, you know, you can, you can get some results in life doing that. But the difference between the two worlds is like that world is like having a, like a water trickling on you from like a shower that's barely working. The quantum reality is like standing in the waterfall, you know, in the moment where it's right, where the opportunity is supposed to come, where you have the resource for it, uh, where all the lessons that you need to have before you can build a foundation to have those resources, like all that can happen like so quick in the quantum world. And I think that's going to be a big part of this transition that we're making as human beings is really starting to more heavily rely on, you know, what in spiritual circles we call like big mind. This is like little mind, like big mind is like the universal mind and like really plugging in, tapping in and realizing that level of consciousness has so much more to offer, can move all the pieces you know, for you in, in intricate ways and sees all the, like the chess match that's happening at, at this um, quantum level of, you know, fifth and sixth dimensional realities. And uh, what we have seen is what's required of a human being is to learn how to relax your body, learn how to relax your system. Um, so clearly you can't do that in a fight or flight response. Uh, you know, you were talking about the Will Smith thing and I just, uh, and you were talking about this quantum field, which 
at our live event, guy shows these amazing pictures of like the universe and how everything's interconnected. And I just had this image of, you know, it's like asteroids are moving through space and eventually, you know, given a long enough time frame, like that they're going to hit something. Right. And so I had this, this visualization where it's like, I'm this object moving through this quantum field at this point. And as I create this intention, for example, coaching Will Smith, or as anyone creates the intention, it's nothing more than us almost like bumping this object in space without any like knowing, but it's just that like bump of creating that intentionality that now starts moving this thing in a slightly different trajectory, which through time and space will, will impact all these things. So it's just a funny visualization I just saw. Um, what guys bringing through about the awareness is really, really important because I think where most people, most people want to effort their way into hearing their intuition. So it's like, you know, if you think about the way that you've kind of gone about developing intuition, it's like, it, it's effortful. It's this, this, I, I know if I just listen deep enough and I know if I just can, can start to, you know, and you kind of go down this path and that's not how intuition works. In fact, like, I think the more you try to effort your way into intuition, the farther you're actually going away from intuition, because underneath it, it's like, what's behind the intention of wanting to create a relationship, a deeper relationship with intuition. And I will say for 99.9% of people, it's because right now you feel like you are either not where you're supposed to be. You should be farther along in, you know, some way, shape or form, uh, that, that your current state, that you are not okay or not good enough in your current state. And so from that place, if that's the energy Right. And then from that place, we go, you know, what's going to get me to this next place where I actually feel good and uh, things start working out is I I know because people have told me and I've read enough spiritual books, I need to develop my intuition. But your baseline is I'm not OK. There's lack, there's not good enough. Convert. There's all that stuff. And then from there, you're like, come on, intuition, tell me what to do. And it's like. No, I'm sorry, Charlie. Like, that's not how it works. And so the piece that guys bringing through about awareness is what if you took a step back and you realize that you can't effort your way into intuition? Think of it more of a, that, that, uh, line that Michelangelo said about the David is coming through, which is like when people asked, uh, Michelangelo, how did he create you know, how did he make the David? He said, I just moved everything that wasn't the David out of the way. Yeah. He already, he already saw him inside the, inside the stone. He was just moving yeah, everything away. He was just moving. He was just getting rid of all that was not David. And so for me, because I tried the other way, right? Like I tried to effort my way into intuition. I, I did all these meditations and visualizations and hypnosis and da, 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 all that stuff. Now it's a simple practice of having my awareness be with what is here in this present moment. And if what's here in this present moment is a fear about my future, 
then I'm not trying to bypass that fear to go, okay, if only intuition told me what to do, I know I'd be able, I wouldn't be as fearful, right? Instead of what if you could develop a power and a, and a skill that you could actually sit with your fear or sit with your insecurity or sit with your sadness or terror or despair or grief. Because if intuition is like, uh, I said this yesterday, the center of the Tootsie Roll pop, you know, like you can't just get your way into the center. You, it's a layer by layer by layer by layer experience. And as you remove and release these layers, and you give them presence and awareness and we take people through exactly what this process looks like. It is so simple. Like literally you can come to a two day event and you will learn how to do this. Like it's not, it's not some woo magic. Like you can literally learn it in less than two days. Okay. The difference and why we have programs that people work with us ongoingly is because for whatever reason, this work is a lot easier to do in a group when you're with people together or when someone's holding space for you who's already developed that capacity. Because as you sit with someone who's developed that capacity, your body is literally learning through like mirroring that. And it's creating this new template. And it's just honestly a lot easier than trying to figure this all stuff out on your own. But listen, people sit in the, in the mountains, in caves for 40 years Trust me, they get to this place. Like this isn't, this is human nature. So as awareness is watching this stuff, I want you to imagine these layers, not because you're moving them or trying to change them or fix them. These layers just by awareness, watching them move and disappear. I'll, I'll just share one quick story, bro. And then I'll kick it to you. Like the other day, I'm not going to get into the, the whole event, but Shai and I witnessed something that was really, really like, like movie shit scary. And um, Shia, who's who's an empath, it like really hit his system and it really hit him hard. And he was having trouble sleeping and all this stuff. And so I sat here. He, this is his room that I commandeer for my office, by the way. Um, I, uh, I sat here and he was lying in bed and I had him just presence that the visualization, like the thing that scared him. Right. And then we simply with awareness found where in his body that fear is living. Like, where does he feel contraction? Where does he feel anything? And he felt that his solar plexus were really like, it was like really, really tight. And sure. then his stomach was kind of like, you know, punching him from within. And I was like, okay. And then what, what you want to get is like, when that stuff's happening, whether you're aware of it or not, your mind is aware of it. So as soon as there is a constriction in your nervous system, the body looks, the, I'm sorry, the mind looks down and goes, oh, oh this is not okay because this is going to bring up all this stuff. And that's when you go into your patterns to try to fix shit. And that's where he was going. And our mind is, is a dangerous place when it comes to fear because it can create Hollywood style motion pictures of, of all the things that you need to be afraid of. So anyway, I have him move his awareness to his feet. And we're just sitting there with awareness on his feet. And without me even explaining like what's happening, what's supposed to happen, how this works or anything, he goes within a minute or maybe two, he goes, Abba, 
the the thing in my solar plexus is getting better. Like it's it's moving away. And I was like, yeah, Shia. Like it, it, even before I I could highlight that for him, he was already on it. And with that shifting of that layer, what happens is new information comes through. And as this new information comes through, it actually ignites your intuition. It ignites that inner guidance and inner voice once the stuff is not in the way to block it. Hmm. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, it's awesome and amazing, right? Like that's the... Uh... To teach children these skills now, yeah. like like knowing about how much trauma we go through, and you you said like you know why why the programs, but I'm like well there's a lot of there's a lot of shit in the basement, you know there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff we all need support with. I mean like Elon and I are week in week out with coaches, sitting in presence with people, um, giving and receiving um, healing all the time, because it's like. Every day, like think about the tens of thousands of little micro transgressions that have happened throughout your life. And then like the really big ones that you really remember. And it's like the body doesn't forget what was that, that book. The body keeps score like it, it keeps score of everything. And until you you learn, because a lot of people are avoidant, even if you're or even if you're anxious, you'll avoid. It's like when that when the sensation arises in the body, that's unpleasurable. Again, we've all been trained to like look out into our reality and then do something about it out here. But the the reality of what's happening in the quantum realm of what's happening is within you. It's in your cells. It's in your atoms. And so the like with our attention, we can put attention on it, but attention is like sharp. It's like a very sharp knife that hurts the body. Awareness is this like neutral, loving mother, father kind of energy that just can be like, and now I see you, you know, purely see you. So I hope I can explain this um, because it's something that I'm like kind of playing with in my reality. Like I write to Elon, I have these reminders that I read to myself every morning and I shit you not. One of the reminders to myself every morning is notice the dreamlike nature of reality mm. because the, the sleeping state is still an awakened aware state, right? But that, think about that. That's a state where like none of your programming is online. And it's like, what can't you do? Like, I don't know about you guys, but my dreams are super vivid, really beautiful or really scary, right? Like, and I wake up into the emotion of the dream I was just having often, right? Like it's very much in my body. So it's like, yeah, we've created a distinction between like this awakened state and, but there's something about the sleep state that if we really inquire, and it's why so many people want to learn how to um, like become aware of their sleep, right? Like with uh, like lucid dreaming type of stuff. There's a lot of science about like, Hey, if we can become aware of that, there, there's something changes in your awakened state because of this as well. And, and it's because you're, you're going to notice the dream like nature of your reality when you dream. But when we come here, it's like, like imagine, <laughs> imagine like a different consciousness. And then I'll get back to what I wanted to explain. Like imagine a consciousness from a different world that took a psychedelic to experience what we see on a daily basis. Ah. You know, like if, if like we lived in some alternate reality and you took something to see our reality, how fucking crazy it would all be, right? Like rain falls from the sky. There's electricity, like lightning, um, wind, you know, like all the forces of nature that are here. Imagine you just came to it and you're like, well, this is the craziest reality ever. But to us, we live in it and we've, we've normalized it. So something I'm, I'm like really playing with in my awareness and consciousness is it's all one, right? Like I know we say that, but like, what does that actually mean? 
So we have these like, conceptions of good and, and bad, right? These ideas of light and dark. And, and again, we po polarize everything because there is polarized energy, but pol polarization also means it holds it together. It doesn't mean one is good and one is bad. It means it needs these contingents to create one of something, right? So when we think of good, all when I'm sorry, when we think of evil, all evil means is the absence of good. So there's no evil, there's just less good in our awareness. When there's dark, it's the absence of light, but there's just light. You guys get that? Everything in like uh, the polar opposite is just the absence of something. But because we're so trained to this, our mind is mostly looking at absence and making it real. Scarcity and money. I don't have money. No, you have, you have an absence of abundance is what you really have. But abundance is clearly available everywhere, all the space. Everybody. So then when you meditate or when you set intention, often people are like, well, I'm here. I want to be here. So let me change my energy to be here. And there's that that's better because at least you're focusing the awareness on a different frequency. And I think that does move the needle. But as I sat here, I'm like, you know what? Even that doesn't feel good because if I'm like, well, abundance, I'm going to think about abundance. I think about abundance. What you're also saying in that moment is you are validating the lack. You're validating the lack of abundance. And so that doesn't quite work either. And in, in Buddhist principles, there is this, I say this now all the time, people think about like, well, how do I, how do I get to the middle of an idea, right? Like there's this polarity, there's this polarity, they're both extremes. They're both triggering. They both make me stubborn and this and that. And people are kind of like, you know, like what's the middle ground between these two? And we think if we keep arguing the two different sides, we'll somehow find the middle. That's not how you find the middle. Uh, the middle is not the place in between two points of views or two polarities of energy. It's the inclusion of both. Okay. Like the atom would collapse if it didn't have a positive and negative force inside of it. Right. It has to hold both in order to have like centrifugal energy to create this alignment. And so when I meditate now and I look for this intuition and this place to ground my system, where do I want to sit? I want to sit in the place that holds both, which means I'm not really concerned about either. I am neutral, right? I am the neutron between the two. And the neutron is that they, that it's like, it's a, it's, like I try to imagine like a wealthy person that never has to think about money, like has never even considered that there wouldn't be enough money, right? They're in a much more neutral place about money. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it's always is. It's like breathing air. They anticipate it to be here. Like if, if any one of us for a moment thought that there wasn't clean oxygen to breathe, we would start suffocating, right? But like you wake up every day into the absolution that when you open your eyes, there's going to be air for you to breathe. Imagine you were concerned with not enough air. It would, it would literally have a physiological effect on you right away. And so, you know, I was taught once that, you know, the way that you walk to go get your mail every day, you know, you go open that box and granted, it's not as important as it used to be, but like, you know, opening that mailbox and there's stuff there for you. You never walk to your mailbox and think, I hope there's mail there today. You just have this like knowing in your body that there is. And so I work with my meditation to bring myself to that state that it's not a desire to have and it's not an objection to what is. It is just the there's a knowingness. And on my way to that knowingness, there are parts that arise that don't believe that. And so 
what I do when I work my parts is this is where we bring our awareness training in is like, there's a response, just like Elon mentioned with his son in that, in that, you know, very scary situation. There's some trauma occurring in the body or a physical energetic response. And if you tune into that, the intelligence of the body knows how to, how to disseminate that and basically bring you back to that neutral state, right? Again, you don't have to, it's not a linear thing. It just, again, just happens when you know how to work and cultivate awareness. And so that for me is really what I'm working on is like, can I have an intention? Yes. Can I have a desire? Absolutely. But the moment it starts going too much in this way, too much avoidance here, too much desire here, I feel like either it taints the intuition or it just makes it not really possible. And then you're just, you know, you're, you're going crazy trying to figure out in a linear reality that you think it's linear, that you're looking at two separate things right? Like good and bad or abundance and scarcity. When you're really actually always looking at abundance, you're really actually only looking at good, right? So any absence to me now, what I'm noticing is there's a response. Let me be with that and let, let the absence see that there's nothing here but that. And then just this, this knowingness that arises that it already is, and that there's nothing I need to do to get there. And really trusting in like the quantum field that, of course, there's an unlimited amount of that there for me, for everybody. And that I'm just trying to, uh, you know, open my system to tap into that frequency. Yeah, I hope, I hope that was helpful. Yeah. And, and just something to really take note of, like intuition is your God-given right. This is not something that you need to learn. This is something that you just need to get back to. Kids operate only through intuition up until a certain age, right? Like till that voice in your head gets created, you are living and operating only through intuition. Cause intuition is more about felt sense. Like what feels good. It seems to adults when we look at kids that they're either hyperactive or, you know, that they, they can't focus on something. It's just cause like at this moment, this feels good to them and intuition is like, go play here. And then a second later, another intuitive hit comes and it's like, okay, now go do this thing. And they just keep playing along because they're following that thread of intuition. Now, at some point, intuition will say something to you. The heart, right? Like that place that it communicates from will say something to you. And you might go take action on that. And it's going to lead to heartbreak, or turmoil, or disappointment, or whatever it is. And that's when the mind comes in and goes, we're done with that. No more of that. That leads to pain. That leads to disappointment. That leads to this, this, and this. And that's when all of those layers that we discussed at the beginning, that's when they all start to kind of pile up. But intuition is always there. It's not something that you need to like cultivate or learn it's something that you need to just remember how to listen to again now the other thing that i wrote here is there's two systems that have come online for most people intuition has just fallen into atrophy because once the mind declared that it no longer serves us the mind took over and the mind is what's constantly telling you what to do and every time intuition happens and it says something, the mind instantly will go, that's stupid. We should not do that. Are you kidding me? If we do that, we're going to die. Why would we do that? That's taking the biggest risk. Because what the heart wants and what the soul wants, what intuition guides you towards is not linear. 
It's not logical. And it sure as hell has nothing to do with you feeling safe. But on the other side, right, the mind is all about safety, survival. It doesn't care if you're overweight. It doesn't care if you're unhappy. It doesn't care if you're in a miserable job or a miserable relationship. It has figured out how, to, how you can survive all of that. And so when intuition goes, I'm done with this relationship, I feel worthy enough to say no to this because I want something else. The mind's like, are you kidding me? Do you, what if we leave? Do you know what's out there? Like, th- we know this. Do you know how much worse it could be out there? Mm-hmm. This other person could be 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. At least now we have this and this and this. What if that person, right? And it just, Rush so it's always trying to communicate, but a lot of times it doesn't make linear sense. And so the the one of the last pieces I want to offer here is if when intuition is coming through, and at first I get that it's very muddled, so people don't quite know. That's why we do those first processes of like moving all that stuff out of the way. But once intuition begins to talk to you, there's uh, someone, I forget who the author is, but he was talking about the, like you're feeding one of two wolves. Um, you're either going to feed intuition or you're going to feed your mind's voice. And so every time intuition comes, if you don't take action on that intuition, as illogical as it might seem, then now you're feeding the other voice, right? You're feeding the, the survival mechanism, the linear thinking like that. So it takes a while for you to feed intuition again. And it also takes a while for you to start to create unfathomable, unfathomable magical results in your life as proof that when you do listen to intuition, all of these things happen. And we've all had them. But for most people, intuition is like a lightning strike that they keep trying to chase and capture in a bottle. It doesn't have to be. Guy and I live from intuition literally moment by moment. There's almost today very, very, very few decisions that I've ever making in my life that don't involve intuition. Because I've learned to just tune in and go, oh, this, yes, no, no, okay, next. This. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. That. And that's how we live our lives. So for me, and I'll just, so, so that's the piece about the feeding. And then the last thing, as guy was talking, something came through to share. It's like, you know, what if instead of whatever your goal is, instead of like trying to figure out how to get there, Like you want a relationship, like, how do I get the relationship? You want a job? How do I get the job? You want to, you know, so for me, like even with coaching Will Smith, my focus is who would I have to be or who would I get to be in order to be the kind of person that works with Will, right? Because like there's a transformation that I get to go through and that person, that future version of me. So I'm more curious about because I can't control all these external circumstances. I, you know, like I, I'm, it's not even, I could try and the mind's going to tell you that you could try, but like it's, it's, it's a fool's errand, but this, I have access to this at every step, every second of every day. Like I got this. And if I can 
learn and keep releasing those layers that are no longer who I am so that I can heighten this intuition and I can start to be and live from that embodied state moment by moment by moment, all the other stuff, including the possibility of Will Smith, will literally show up as an arising in the energy and frequency that I am. So intuition is what basically came through and said, ooh, you get to be Will Smith's coach. Like that, that's kind of what, and at the moment, right? I was like, that's fucking crazy. Like my mind is like, are you fucking like, that's insane. Why would he ever work with you? Who the fuck are you? Like, you don't even have a book. Like you did, right? Like it's just yap, 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 yap. And I'm like, okay, I get that. That doesn't make any sense to you. And I get that you're afraid. And I get that this would really make you uncomfortable and all of it. And you can do all this stuff, but like, that's not what I'm listening to. Because I have a feeling deep within like that this has already happened. I'm just kind of walking the path. And so now I'm curious about like, wow, who would I be at that moment that we meet? And that that's what I can work on. Yeah. And the last part here I'll just say is like, you know, your intuition is your joy. It's like, you know, you always know when you do something and it's against your principles or your joy. I mean, like there's a reason 55% of the American public is quitting their jobs and not going back to work. It's not a lack of, st- of stable jobs. It's people realizing that being home with their children <laughs> feels way better. Being home with their spouses, not being in an environment that's toxic with gossip and all the other things. And it's like, like until we make those changes, like thank God, at least people are starting to f- find their joy. And okay, so there's some economic hardships that's come along with that. But changes need to occur. You know, when 80% of people are saying they're miserable at their job and that's where they spend a predominant amount of their time. That spills over into every sector of society. That spills over when you drive on the roads. That spills over when you go get service from somebody. That spills over when they go home and they're frustrated and their kids get that. And then their kids learn that that's the right response to life. Like, shit's got to change, right? And, and when when they uh, ask people and they they survey people on their deathbeds and they ask them, you know, what are what are the things that you would have changed? And like in the 95th percentile, people will regret, I didn't do what made me happy. I lived my life to make other people happy. And the irony of that is nobody fucking cares. Like, you know, when people drive down the street in your sweet ass car and you think that like the people care, they don't. No one gives a shit. You're playing an in like, um, who was I listening to? Oh, it was actually Jay Shetty. I heard like a little clip of him with speaking with Tom Bilyeu. He's like, what most people are concerned about is not even what's happening in their head. It's what's happening in their head about what they think is happening in your head. Yeah. It's like the mind trying to figure out what that person's mind is. Not how how do I feel about myself, but how do they feel about me and how do I feel about that? And that is predominantly how life is lived on planet Earth. So, you know, like intuition is a way out of that game where you free yourself of the need and suffering to please people because nobody understands your path. Of course, they're going to tell you that it's good or bad based on their experience and what they've done and how they've experienced the world. And anybody's going to tell you that something is not possible if they don't believe they could do it themselves. That's that's just fundamental human nature up until now, right? But that that can all change. Like there's there's a path for each human being on this planet. And thank God, economies and technologies are are bringing 
an opportunity for many people who didn't have the courage to step out to suddenly be like, I can do this. Like we're about to see a swash of billionaires under 30 kids living at home and their teenagers making more money than their parents uh, opportunities for AI and technology and education to heighten dramatically for those who want it uh, education and experience well before they graduated college. You know, like we are about to see a brand new type of human being on planet earth. And if you're concerned about what's happening, you know, realize that there, this is the, the decay and dying of an, of an old paradigm that's happening. But if you want to participate, even if you're older, doesn't mean that you have to participate in the older mind, you probably have some more stuff to go through than someone who is not as conditioned in that space, certainly. But at the end of the day, intuition's intuition. I don't care what age you are, your, your awareness and your intuition is ageless. And if you're curious, it is never too late to begin living a, a life of uh, more passion and pleasure and, and seeing, you know, honestly, like, where does that take you? Like, where does that take you? Where does an unplanned life take you? Where is the flow of energy take you. And I, I imagine if we were uh, each pursuing that, then we would be living in a, in a much more beautiful, colorful world than we do already. Yeah. I was talking to someone about the other day about work and he, he was saying, I can't believe that people spend whatever it is, 60% of their life, right? In work that makes them miserable. He's like, I just, I don't even, I can't even fathom that. I was like, I, I get it. It's just, but again, where we started the conversation, right? Who chose that job? Did you choose that job? Did intuition mm -hmm. choose that job? Or did the mind terrified of what your life would look like if you didn't have that job, choose that job? And you can start to extrapolate, extra, why I can't speak today, extrapolate that uh, across every area of life. Like, you did very little choosing in your life. The survival protection mind that you have is who chose almost everything. Where you lived, who you date, what you eat, how you eat, how you dress, what car you drive, like everything. And so when you ask intuition to step in and go, okay, now we're going to live from here. You think this mind is like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You take the wheel. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know what, how much time I've spent building this? And you're going to come and destroy it because you want to feel good all of a sudden? It's like, no, we're not doing that. And that's what you're up against. And that's why when you do the work and all of a sudden it's like, well, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. My mind's still doing this. Like one of our clients today reached out to me because she had this huge hit. She's like, I want to up level. I want to get into uh, the next uh, level of the program. I was like, that's amazing. And she said, as soon as I said that, my mind just went ballistic. I was like, yeah, mine does too. Every single time. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Like, I just know that whatever this wants, this is going to fight me about. It never goes away. At, at least in my experience, it, it never goes away from... 20 years of doing it never goes away. I just don't buy into it. I give it time. I give it space. I let it do its freak out, just like a kid having a tantrum. And then I create enough safety in my system, which is what I said is like the foundational work of what we do. And through that safety, 
all of these triggers and all of these protections and all these things, just the volume just goes way down. And then you just get to what guy was saying, like you get to get into that flow. And then when you throw the oars and you let life take you as scary as that is, and as much courage as it takes, the, the results just speak for themselves because they will come to you effortlessly. They will come to you easily and they will be grander than anything your puny little human mind could have ever imagined for yourself. Trust in the big mind. Yeah. Trust in the big mind. Uh, yeah. Somebody just got on. Do you consider intuition and motivation the same thing? No. And it's, you know, we talked about it throughout the entire, um, show here, but you know, motivation to me, it's like, you know, what, what's motivating you oftentimes is scared parts inside your system that are motivated by fear. They're motivated by stress. They're motivated by overwhelm. And, and to their credit, they're trying to stop that. They're trying to get you out of those patterns. And that's beautiful. And that's what we want to acknowledge is that these, these aspects of you that feel like lack or scarce are really working really, really hard. Like if you had like thousand workers behind you constantly working you're not gonna be like stop it you know like stop working for me like you idiots you know you're gonna be like oh my god thank you i didn't even notice you were back there working so hard let's upgrade those systems let's calm them down so that the work they're doing is not just uh expending energy to look like work is happening again think think how many people have a job that they look like they just, they're just making themselves look like they're expending energy, which is tiring all in itself. That's a lot to manage. Making yourself look like you're doing something, not even doing something, you know, and like upgrade those systems so they can calm down and, and turn more towards the intuition and be like, hey, what does feel good right now? But if you are so disconnected from your mind and your body and your heart and your energetics and your spirituality and the, the quantum nature of your reality, you know, we are so many layers away from understanding what the fuck is going on. Like, I know we, you know, we, I know that we used electricity, but I want you guys to understand we don't actually understand what it is. Like, let that sink in. Like, I understand that we uh, anesthetize people, right? Like, you, you put people under. They don't even know how that works. Go ask an, go ask somebody who's doing anesthesiology. They don't know why it works which is weird because then they think they are going to come back from that. But we know it works. You know, a law is a law. It doesn't have to be understood why it's working. Like, you know, we have theories, gravitational theories. Those will change. Everything that we theorize today that feels so solid will change. It will evolve. It will adapt. We will see other perspectives and it will change. We have not figured it out. We're so far from that. And so if you start understanding that you are a quantum, multidimensional being, understanding that, cool, all right, man, you know, take some psychedelics, that, that's fucking great. But like, we're all cosmic know, dust, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're all just stardust. And we are. How fucking crazy is that? And if like the way to uncover these truths is the way that our ancestors and the indigenous did it. They didn't have to go look out there, although I'm sure they did. They looked in here because what they understood of what's happening in here is a microcosm of what's happening out there. This is just a smaller scale of the universe. Yeah. At every level of reality that we look at, it all looks exactly the same, identical to itself. as a giant fractal recreating itself. So you are a fractal of this giant fucking universe that's happening. You want to know, like I remember... 
it, I, there's like an old video of me somewhere after sitting 10 days in, uh, in meditation in silent meditation. And like, there was stuff streaming, pouring out of me about my experience, but suddenly pouring out of me about understandings of the universe. It was so obvious how it all worked because I had such a deep relationship with what was happening inside of me. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly how the universe is, is, is controlling everything and operates. It's so obvious when you start doing that. So it's like, I don't know that there is a, a more interesting exploration in this world than diving deep into your cellular and energetic structure and seeing the technology that is so clearly embedded that as much as we try to replicate this technology outside of ourselves, we still understand this is more complex than all of that, right? And maybe one day we will get to that, but who knows, right? So like that to us is like the most interesting exploration, best return on investment you can ever put inside of yourself. Because again, understanding this is understanding how the mechanics of reality work. And I'm not saying that you have ultimate control over that, but you can certainly participate and, and, and lend itself to have a much more positive, expansive, abundant, healthy, connected experience than, again, what most of humanity is currently experiencing. I do believe that pressurization is necessary for most of us to have transformative experiences. I'm very proud, even though I know there's a lot of uh, bad things, again, quote unquote, that are happening out there. Uh, in this reality right now, at the same time, it's like it's so necessary for us to be pushed through the reality that we've been living in. And we need a kick in the ass to move into these higher states of consciousness. And uh, as far as I can tell, whether you're absolutely listening to Elon and I on a day in or day out, or you have other teachers you're listening to who are revealing these truths to you, uh, that even people who don't care at all and are not looking whatsoever are still participating in evolution and are getting these these lessons at the subtle level in their cellular and atomic and energetic structures. It's just, it's not like those who look are good and those who look are, are not looking are bad. So I think we'll end it with that. Guys, we love you all. Hope you enjoy the conversation today. If, if nothing else, I hope it created some curiosity for you in your system. Know that at the time that you're listening to uh, this podcast, if you're listening live or we'll be listening uh, within the next week, uh, our next live event is right around the corner. If you want to explore this level, this cultivation of awareness and energy, healing, connection. And I'm telling you, we don't care how much work you've done, how many meditations you've taken, how many teachers you've worked with. What's, what we're doing here is fundamentally different than pretty much everything else that's out there. Uh, it will tie together so many things that you are already good at and amplify them in ways that you cannot even imagine. If you want to be at that next event, go to intuitivemind.live. Apropos with the name, huh? Intuitivemind.live. Um, get your ticket, jump in. If you don't absolutely love the event, we'll, we'll refund you wholly and completely. We're here to not prove to you, just show you there's a whole different path to this awakening process that most people have not undertaken. It is your birthright. We'll be honored and privileged to preview it for you. I know that it's like the moment that you get this awareness through Gnosis, you can't see it. It can't go away. The only thing you can choose is whether you want to cultivate it more or just or just have what you have, right? And and that's the uh, the invite. If again, if you need any support at all from ourselves, our team, you can go to satoriprime.com forward slash register, get some basic information about what we do, book a call with our team. We're here to support you guys. We love, love you very much. 
We hope 2022 is an absolutely spectacular year for you, for humanity, for your families, for, for everybody across the board. Like we are in prestigious times and um, I'm very, very excited to see where humanity goes from here. Love you very much. Bye everyone. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.